Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Fish Nerds Podcast. It's a celebration of fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Clay Groves. Hey, so today, it's all me by myself. It's actually 4 in the morning on Monday, the day I'm supposed to have a podcast out by 5 or 6 in the morning. So, sorry I'm late. But, uh, I am so happy that you're hanging out with us. Uh, Today's kind of a leftover podcast day, with uh, Thanksgiving having just passed. Um, But we have some... uh, some stories have been sitting in our in our uh, inbox for a few weeks, and it's time to dress it up and put it on the table. But before we do that, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, do you like fishing? Of course you do. Why else would you be listening to this show? If you are in New England and want a unique family ice fishing adventure, consider booking a trip with the Fish Nerds Guide Service. Join me, Clay Groves, a licensed fishing guide for a great day on the ice. The Fish Nerds Guide Service is the only ice fishing service guiding in the Mount Washington Valley. So that makes us the best. We are booking now for winter of 2017. Our focus is on family fishing adventures. We offer four and seven hour trips. And coming in February, we'll offer a romantic romance or bromance package of night fishing. And we'll target the most romantic of all of New Hampshire's fish. Head to fishnerds.com for more information. Another quick announcement, uh, the Fish Nerds will be spending three days this year at the New England Outdoor Expo. That's nefishingexpo.com, January 27, 28, and 29. Go Fish Dan uh, puts on a great show, so if you're, if, so three, two. so you should plan on visiting us there, because I get lonely. We will be interviewing fishing greats like Mike Iaconelli and Mike Del Visco and anywhere else we can find named Mike uh, while we're there. So come on down to the New England Fishing Expo and check it out. The amazing James, fish nerds correspondent from the FN West, had a chance to talk with legendary artist Joe Tomolari about his trout expeditions into Mexico. A couple weeks ago, we had part one. Here is part two of that interview. And you can go to fishnerds.com to link back to the first part of the interview. Hey nerds, Amazing James here. This week we have the second part of our series with Joe Tamaleri. He's a scientific illustrator who does amazing work with fish, including the jaguar trout. Bill Murray, eat your heart out. Are you recording? As far as I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Okay, let's see what happens. So Joe, you recently produced a movie called Truchas Mexicanas. And I... Did I get to see the world premiere of it? Probably not. No, but uh, you got to see the internet premiere, let's say that. 
Yeah, I was, I mean, I know I was pretty darn close because you told me about it like the day before you sent me the link and you were like, I'm just wrapping up a couple things and I'm going to post it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I, I belong to a group called Truchas Mexicanas and we're American and Mexican scientists. And we've been traveling to Chihuahua and Durango, Mexico since 1997 to collect uh, native trout in the Sierra Madre there. And you found somewhere around the order of 12 new species? We think there are probably at least 12 separate uh, lineages of trout there that could be considered mm-hmm. species. And there may be... I'm, and in the film... I'm thinking there's going to end up being more, and, and, but uh, some yeah. of the genetic work is not done and, and some of mm-hmm. it is still um, being analyzed. And some of these are just beautiful. I mean, I'm looking at a poster of 12 of them. I don't know if these are all the ones you guys have found, but uh, the one I love the most is the Rio Piaxla. And it looks like a cross between every trout species I've ever seen in my life, plus grayling. It's got this beautiful flowing dorsal with like a white stripe across the top. Um, yeah. What, what, what would be the common name for that one if, if it had one? Uh, we've been talking about as calling it maybe the jaguar trout. Because it has so the, many the, spots. It has more spots than uh, just about any trout, maybe with the exception of uh, uh, coastal cutthroat or possibly Snake River cutthroat yeah. have a lot of spots. Did, but these have them all. Did you run out of Did you run out of colored pencils on this one? Well, I'll tell you what. You have to put that many spots on it. You <laughs> want to run out because it takes the because yeah. when if you even when you're doing a scientific illustration, you want the spots to be in the right place. So um, yeah, a lot yeah. of that, a lot of times they're being measured, you know, the distance between the spots and the size of the spots. So they're, so they, the drawing will represent the species well. It's a beautiful fish. They're all, I mean, they all look totally different. And, uh, you know, there's one that looks like a cutthroat. Oh, it is a cutthroat, the Rio Grande cutthroat. Look at that. Um, <clears throat> there's the Apache trout, which kind of looks like a cutthroat, but it doesn't have the cutthroat part. Uh, there's some really... There's some really neat stuff. Now, all the and one thing about all the Mexican trout are, um, uh, they are <clears throat> uh, more closely related to rainbows, but they almost all of the native ones there have some uh, tint of gold to them. So they do look a lot like mm-hmm. uh, like the golden trout in California. Yeah. Now, if you want to look at this poster online, folks, you can find it. Just Google poster de truchas mexicanas. Um, I don't even know what link I'm on. It's, it's someone's blog. It looks like a blogspot thing. Could be from Truchas Mexicanas, uh, which is the other website where uh, all of the information about the project is. But if you want to watch the film, how do we find the film? Um, you'll have to just Google online. Go look for Truchas Mexicanas and Truchas, T-R-U-C-H-A-S. Mexicanas is M-E-X-I-C-A-N-A-S. And there's only one there Chuchas Mexicanas movie on uh, YouTube. And yeah. So we, yeah, when we, it's, uh, it's on YouTube. And in fact, I just Googled Chuchas Mexicanas and it is the first YouTube link. That yeah, you we're numero uno. Yeah, you are. Now, with the, C. the, um, the movie, and I, it took about two years to, to put everything together because we had photographs and video, uh, for, over 20 years that we collected. And, um, so it was quite a project, took a long time to, to sync it all together. 
And a l- yeah, no, I, I see in the film you have stuff here from you know obviously from the nineties. Um, it's not it's not like today's modern HD stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it also has it. Ha- but it has the modern HD stuff too because you're going back into these 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 canyons and these crevasses that are just you know incredible on high desert plain essentially. And uh, I guess the only way to get the real view of what this country is like is to is to use a drone which you you brought a drone down there i take it right yeah i i bought a i i bought a couple of drones because uh i got i was afraid that uh flying in those canyons uh that one of them wait, wait, wait. i, I want to stop i want i want to stop you right there you bought a couple of drones because you're an uber nerd <laughs> no no well i am that <laughs> but that's not why i bought two drones <laughs> Like, I don't even have a nerd. I mean, a a drone. Uh, You have two. (laughs) I I got two drones because I was afraid I was going to lose one. And I didn't want to make a trip Ah, all the way down there and uh, have my first drone wreck and then be without a drone to get the footage that I wanted to get. So. Did you ever consider using one of those those balloon um, remote control fish to do this? No, not at all. No. Have you seen those? No. <laughs> uh, you, you, no? Oh, you got you to gotta look those up. They're great. Yeah. Animal Planet or Discovery Channel put those out a while back, and they're really hard to find now. Um, but yeah, it's like a little remote control balloon fish, and they're awesome. They were selling them in malls, and like, you know, they were like- Oh, yeah. I've, I like, have seen. I've buildings. seen that with different, different yeah. animals. And per, yeah. I think. So, Trisha Smeikonis is a really awesome film, and uh, I really enjoyed watching it. You- definitely have put a lot of effort into this project and uh not only with you know the film itself but the artwork is is gorgeous these fish are just incredible um and i take it we're documenting these you know more or less to track species and uh their their habitat must be kind of endangered i would assume yeah you know there's um endangered in in a number of different ways one is from um Especially in the conchos, the, there's a couple species there that we, uh, I say, di- I'm going to say discovered, but the, the native people there, the Raramari or the Tarahumarans as they're known, they're the great uh, runners, the long distance runners from Mexico. And yeah. they're, they're, they're native people and they've sort of been pushed up into the mountains by the Mexicans and the Spanish over the years. But, um, mm-hmm. They've known about the trout probably for thousands of years is our, our best guess, yeah. but the, the trout were unknown to science. Now they were known to be on the Pacific coast, but these trout it, that, that are most familiar to the Tarahumarans are in the Rio Conchos basin, which feeds into the Rio Grande. So that's on the Atlantic slope. And these were the first trout, uh, of, from Mexico that were found in the Atlantic slope. And we had to work quite a, quite a bit and talk to them and try to find out where these trout were. And it it took actually quite a bit of, quite a bit of study and quite a bit of searching to be able to find them because they're very rare now. And the, did you have to go? Did you have to go on long distance jogs to uh, to get to know them well? And <laughs> no, we didn't. We went on some long distance hikes, but <laughs> we couldn't yeah. keep up with those yeah. guys. You're not you're not doing you're not doing like hundred milers or anything. No, like that. but they do. You know, they'll have races. The Raramari will have races among themselves regularly wow. of fifty miles. Yeah, yeah, 
No, they, they, they were just featured, I think, or they were mentioned in a thing about the guy who founded Nike. Um, he apparently right. somehow learned about them. It was it was something I heard on the TED Radio Hour. Another they're very they're very nice people, and they they live, um, and, you know, the most of them don't have electricity, or they might live in a log cabin. Very few of them still would mm-hmm. live in a, live in caves, but they use caves generally to herd some of their sheep into. Yeah. sometimes but they have their own language and but most of them will speak spanish also but they call the trout yeah. their word for trout is aparique or apari huh. and they distinguish that from uh the mexican or the spanish word for trout which is trucha or truchas as the name uh-huh. of the film is so when you're talking to mm-hmm. the raramari you we want to ask them if they know where the apariques are because they distinguish yep. the apariques from the truchas. To them, a truchas is a hatchery rainbow trout that might have escaped into a stream. And the aparique huh. is a native fish. That's that's pretty cool. And these guys are more closely related to the rainbow trout that are on the you know the west side of the continental divide. Right. All of the um all both on the Conchos and on the in the Sierra Madre on the Pacific side, both sides, these are more closely related to the rainbow trout. And we originally thought when we were searching in the conchos, if we were going to find trout, yeah. it's an awfully large basin, but we thought if we we're going to find trout because it's connected to the Rio Grande and the Rio Grande has cutthroats, that we might find mm-hmm. uh, cutthroat trout native to Mexico. But uh, we knew, you knew, we knew when, as soon as we caught these trout for the first time that they weren't cutthroat, mm-hmm. that they were related to those on the Pacific slope of Mexico, the that see now that just that just amazes me because as an East Coaster coming out west, if I recognize a fish out here, then I know it doesn't belong <laughs> here. So there's there's no there's no fish that I know here. You know from when I grew up, you know largemouth bass, non-native. Right. Uh, what else? Carp. Um, well, except for yeah, flatheads. You probably non-native. have some flatheads, green sunfish, yeah, yeah. bluegill. Any, any catfish? Yeah, there's no catfish native to here. There's no sunfish except for the Sacramento perch. You know, the largest the largest uh, predator fish that we have here na- native is the Sacramento pike minnow, and that's you know it's it's just amazing. So when people came from from back east and you know, saw what was here. They had no idea what they were looking at, didn't know how to catch anything. So what they do, they brought everything with them that they knew, um, which is amazing because now all these native fish out here are kind of, eh, I don't know if they're all in trouble. I think your friend Dr. Moyle would, would have something to say about that. But uh, And they brought too many brook it's, trout. It's pretty too. incredible. I don't, are there brook trout out here? I haven't seen any. Well, they're all over in the Sierra. And, uh, oh, oh, that's my problem. I, you know, I haven't gotten up to the mountains to do any fly fishing, but maybe you should come out here for a visit and we should go and, and do some Sierra fly fishing. Yeah. I've done that with, uh, Ralph know. Cutter. We spent, we spent, yeah. made a couple trips up there to get fish for his, to get, do illustrations for the Sierra trout guide for his book. Uh, I was going to say, he sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a guy who knows what he's doing. So maybe you should just stick to that. He's a wonderful guy. He's a wonderful <laughs> guy. <guide>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Churches Mexicanas, awesome film. Check it out, nerds, and uh, get to know Joe. Joe Tomilleri is available at AmericanFishes.com. And don't forget to check out his, what is it, every three weeks you do your, your fish Yeah, quiz? I'll put a new one up about every three weeks. 
Nice. The fish quiz is a good way to get a free some some free swag from Joe. Uh, Just putting it out there, nerds. If you want some free swag from from Joe Tomilleri, check out his website. And uh, I guess that's all the time we have today. Thanks for hanging out with me, Joe. It's really been a blast. Well, it's been a thrill for me. And uh, if the if these if your listeners are really nerds, they're gonna watch the whole movie. I watched the whole movie. Oh, that's so nerdy. Thank you very much. And uh, may, may the fish be with you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. You're welcome. After my Thanksgiving dinner, I was reflecting on on the year and uh, being what I'm thankful for. And I got to tell you, I'm really thankful for all the Fish Nerds uh, correspondents who all started as Fish Nerds fans who are helping keeping this show going. Really, without the help of people like the F and West, uh, Doc Martin, Hugo, um, and anybody else who's been part of the show, I didn't make a list, <laughs> uh, we would not be able to to keep this sh- this show going. So really appreciate it. Uh, if you have stories to tell, you would part of the uh, of the show, you know, reach out to us. We're always looking for new ideas and new people and new voices and new stories. Just email Clay at fishners.com or find me on Facebook or Twitter and and say, hey, Clay, I got an idea. And we'll try it out. Uh Speaking of of correspondence, uh, Captain Sean Tibbetts from MainTunaFishing.com, who's been helping us with the show for years, just as a supportive uh, listener and friend, taking us shark fishing and all that, uh, he wanted to make sure that our show didn't forget that lots of fans that we have are, are vets. So he said, why don't why doesn't he take on the role as our new correspondent, our news correspondent, uh, Fishing vets in the news. He wants to make sure the news features vets. So Captain Sean is taking the nerds fishing. More importantly, Sean's Marine Corps vet. Not all nerds are wusses, as you know. Anyway, we thank Sean for his service and all vets, and welcome Sean to the team. Welcome, fellow fish nerds. Captain Sean here. We're going to try out a new segment, Veterans in the News. Why, you might ask? Well, without veterans, none of us would be free to hunt fish and pursue happiness as we see fit. What is a veteran? Well, the best way I know to explain what a veteran is is a short essay. Uh, The author is unknown. It's entitled, What is a Veteran? What is a veteran? Some veterans bear visible signs of their service. A missing limb, a jagged scar, a certain look in the eye. Others may carry the evidence inside them, a pin holding a bone together, a piece of shrapnel in the leg, or perhaps another sort of inner steel. The soul's alloy, forged in the refinery of adversity. Except in parades, however, the men and women who have kept America safe wear no badges or emblems. You can't tell a vet just by looking. What is a vet? He's a cop on the beat who spent six months in Saudi Arabia sweating two gallons a day to make sure the armored personnel carriers didn't run out of fuel. He's the barroom loudmouth, dumber than five wooden planks, 
whose overgrown frat boy behavior is outweighed a hundred times in the cosmic scale by four hours of exqui exquisite bravery near Torabora. She or he is a nurse who fought against brutality, went to sleep sobbing every night for two solid years in Danae. He's the POW who went away one person came back another, or perhaps didn't come back at all. He's a Quantico drill instructor who has never seen combat, but has saved countless lives by turning slouchy, no-account rednecks and gang members into Marines and teaching them to watch each other's backs. He's the parade riding legionnaire who pins on his ribbons and medals with a prosthetic hand. He's a career quartermaster who watches the ribbons and medals pass by him. He's the three anonymous heroes in the Tomb of the Unknowns, whose presence at Arlington National Cemetery must forever preserve the memory of all the anonymous heroes whose valor remains unrecognized with them in the battlefield or in the ocean's sunless depth. He's the old guy bagging groceries at the supermarket, aggravatingly slow. He helped liberate a Nazi death camp, and he wishes all day long his wife was still alive to hold him when the nightmares come. He or she is the ordinary and yet extraordinary human being, a person who offered some of their life's most vital years in the service of their country, and who sacrificed their ambitions so others would not have to sacrifice theirs. He or she is a soldier, sailor, marine, or airman, and also a savior and a sword against the darkness. And he or she is nothing more than the finest, greatest testimony on behalf of the finest, greatest nation ever known. So remember, each time you see someone who has served our country, when you see one, just lean over and say thank you. That's all most people need, and in most cases, it'll mean more than any medals they could have ever been awarded. A veteran is someone who at one point in their life wrote a blank check made payable to the people of the United States of America for an amount up to and including their life and that is an honor and for that for that honor we deserve to honor them so we'll move on to uh, our new segment veterans in the news Kennebunkport Maine wounded veterans gathered in Kennebunkport Wednesday for a few hours of fishing it's the second year Cabela's has teamed up with Wounded Heroes Program of Maine to offer the trip as a thank you. It gets them out of their own heads, which is the worst place for them to be, said the founder of Wounded Heroes Program, Pam Payer. Eleven cap captains sacrificed their time, their boats, and their equipment for those who s themselves sacrificed so much. The 24th of March, 2007, I hit an IED and just mang mangled my left leg, Brandon Denton and Mike Payer were looking forward to a day on the water with the guys who understand the daily struggles of returning home. It's always nice to talk to people who have been in the same situation you have and get to share the like experiences with people who know what you're talking about and can understand what you're going through. It really helps to be able to kind of vent and relieve some stress. While the goal of the day was to relax and connect with others, Pam Payer says it's also a form of healing. It's not a forced connection, it's not a support group, it's not in a clinical setting on a level playing field. A surprise twist to kick off the morning, President George W. Bush drove by in his boat saluting the crews and heading, leading them out to sea. 
It's just been our way of being able to say thank you, said Cabela's retail manager, Greg Serpice. These guys are the reasons we have the freedoms we have. After a few hours of the, on the water, the veterans were brought back to shore for a steak and lobster dinner. Wow. Thanks, uh, Sean. That was pretty heavy stuff, but really important that we hear it once in a while. Uh, now let's lighten things up just a little bit. All right, fish nerds. This story comes to us from Geek Tech. Big Mouth Billy Bass gets a brain transplant, becomes a fishy Alexa. Great. This should be good. Some of you might remember Big Mouth Billy Bass from his numerous hilarious TV appearances. Well, he's back, and this time he's not singing Don't Worry, Be Happy. Billy has been given a properly geeky upgrade for 2016 thanks to Brian Kane, the industrial group at Rhode Island School of Design. They removed his primitive turn of the millennium brain and replaced it with full-blown artificial intelligence. Meet Alexis Bass, the taxidermied virtual assistant of Jeff Foxworthy's wildest dreams. She's powered, obviously, by Amazon's in-house assistant and ready to serve. It's even more satisfying to see Billy Bass flap his jaws to Alexa's responses like an actor in a badly dubbed kung fu movie than it was to hear him sing and spout. Maybe not quite as satisfying as hearing him recite Monty Python like someone modded him to do back in 2009, but... So where did the idea for this amazing, or nightmarish, depending on your feelings, come from? Kane says it it was meant as an in-class demo on rapid prototyping for my new AL design course. He doesn't mention technical details, but it's likely he and his students took advantage of the Alex API. Amazon opened access to it shortly after they launched the Echo Dot, whatever this thing is, in April of this year. Maybe his and him and his students will take on iconic talking bric-a-brac from the not-too-distant past. Perhaps an Alex Ruxpin is in the offering, or a Furbexta. I don't know what any of this stuff is, and this is way too technical for me. Alright, this story comes for us from the Associated Press, New York, November 14, 2016, at 1712 Eastern Standard Time. PetSmart fined for not reporting injury-causing fish bowls. PetSmart will pay 4.25 mil civil fine for not quickly reporting defective fish bowls that caused serious injuries at least a dozen times. The Consumer Product Safety Commission said Monday that injuries include deep cuts requiring stitches and severed tendons that required surgery after bowls cracked or shattered. The pet product retailer sold the bowls under the Great Choice and Top Fin brands from March 2010 through September 2013. The Consumer Product Safety Commission says the Phoenix Company will also work on improving compliance with consumer safety laws. Well, just my opinion, but if you buy a glass fish bowl, you drop it, it breaks, and you cut yourself, yeah, you bought a glass fish bowl. It's kind of your fault. Okay, hey, thanks, Captain Sean. Let us know what you think about fishing vets in the news. And Sean uh, and Sean is looking for stories. So if you see or hear about a fishing story that involves a vet, send us an email at info at fishnerds.com. Or better yet, join our Fish Nerds Facebook group and share your story there. And you can tag Sean in that, and he will add it to his list. All right, so November, it's almost over. In fact, some of you guys may be catching this late. 
uh, it might be over already for you. And it was National Novel Writers Month. The Fish Nerds have been trying to put together a book. We've got a handful of entries, but not nearly enough for a whole book. So we're going to extend our deadline uh, till the uh, end of December to try and get more stories. We're looking for 20 or 30 fishing adventure stories that we can compile into a Fish Nerds compendium of sorts. We want to make sure that your voices are heard. So if you've got a fishing story that you want to tell, write it down. Send it to clay at fishnerds.com, and the amazing James will help us edit this into a book. We're looking for a story that's 300 words or more. You can share pictures. You can share anecdotes. It can be any kind of story you want, but we really want to focus on adventure. But style of writing, that's on you. And we'll put it together, and you can be part of the very first Fish Nerds crowdsourced book. Again, clay at fishnerds.com. If you've got a story to tell, and we need your stories, hit us up. So that's it. You've listened to a couple of fish nerds or a few fish nerds when you should have been fishing. We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast, go on fishing quests, and do all sorts of silly things that nerds do. If you would like to support the fish nerds, go to patreon.com, search for fish nerds, and help us crowdfund this show. Very special thanks to uh, Captain Sean for his new uh, segment. Uh, big thank you to Amazing James and the Effin West for their contribution. In fact, the, the whole show today was really Effin West and Captain Sean. And of course, Joe Tomilleri for coming on, and we'll have links at fishnerds.com. And until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds, spawn early and often, avoid free lunches with strings attached, and swim against the current every chance you can. Next week, we'll be back with a full-length show and, uh, I'm glad you guys are with us. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.